Welcome everybody to Breakthrough Academy. Welcome everyone. Uh, I'm Peter Lewis, I'm the pastor here at Breakthrough Church in the eastern part of Melbourne, and this is... I'm Joshua Doby, the one and only. It's like we all... Hopefully. This is, and then you just talk to us like a puppet almost. You know, we're doing very well. So Josh is here with me, and we're gonna, we study the Word of God, and we dive deep into the, the, the Bible, but not deep in the sense of you know, getting um, just full of academic mm. um, head knowledge, but we take time to study out the Word of God so that we can get really grounded in it. And so then as we go into our life, we've got a foundation to read the Scriptures and live our lives um, with this strong foundation underneath us. Mm, I was, I was uh, just in my own time, I was reading in Exodus chapter 15. It's, it's the song um, that they were singing after they left Egypt. And um, there was one Scripture in particular in, in my translation where it says, Loyal love. And just after last week, after learning about chesed love or chesed love, yeah. um, it was just awesome being able to read that and have that deeper revelation understanding of like, oh, that's what it that is. is so awesome, that, that loyal love that he had for them and that loyal love that he has for us now. We're Ex- in exactly. It, it's um, understanding covenant, you, you've, you come to understand how God engages with us. It's not just something like, oh, it's something for Bible times. It's actually a concept about how God um, speaks to us, works with us. He, he puts it always in the terms of a covenant. And um, so it's really, it helps us to understand that when God is dealing with us, he will deal with us in the, in the area of covenant. Now, if you don't understand covenant, it doesn't mean he stops dealing with you. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean he says, well, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with the people who, are in, who understand covenant and I'll deal with them in covenant, yeah. but I'll deal with those people that uh, don't know this or ignorant with them. I'll, I'll do a separate sort of system yeah. for them. Because no. that, that, that can affect how you relate to, to God, knowing, knowing and understanding that he has such a loyal love, um, a loving kindness for you, like what you were saying last time with the, um, with the heartbeat, that he, yeah. he, he wants you close so that you can be feeling or hearing his heartbeat. It's like, so having that revelation, it, it helps us to come into that. Exactly. It's, it's powerful because when we understand, it's, um, it, we, we, it's like we, we understand, ah, this is what God's talking about. This is why he will talk in this way. Mm. This is why he will um, make these comments. This is why he will um, frame it this way. It's because he's doing it in the context of covenant. Mm. And, he ex- and he expects us to really understand that because um, he wants us to, to understand life through covenant. And so, um, well, let's, let's take a look at a scripture. Um, let's, can we go to the book of Hebrews, Josh, and dive into this today? Um, oh, and um, also, while you're doing that, yes. welcome to Brooke. We have, we have Brooke in the house today. Shout out, shout out to Brooke. Always, you're always welcome to join us uh, in here, and we'd, we'd love to have you. Exactly. <laughs> It, it's, it is good to have people here with us because it means that we can bounce off them and people can come and join. We've got a parents' room that's mm. running so that um, n- nicely heated. It's like the warmest place in the um, church at the moment, the parents' <laughs> room. Um, and so I, I appreciate the fact that um, you can join us online or you can come and be a part of the live mm. uh, meeting here. Um, come join and we'll, I'll give you a shout-out. I'll, I'll say your name. You don't have to be on camera. That's fine. Um, I 
I, I want to um I'm gonna go a bit off script, so just just um give me give me some grace as I as I find scriptures and things. This is not like oh I've got this list of scriptures. It's just what's on my heart. Mm, no, that's so, awesome. That's what we want. Um, and um, so we'll, we'll go to Hebrews 8. Um, um, and I, I just want us to, I'll, I'll just talk through this a little bit in the sense that um, when God established a covenant and when he puts a covenant in place, he is two elements to covenant. There's the cutting of the covenant, which we've, we've come to understand. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also vows that are made. There's, there's confession. There's, there's a, you know, I will say this. And, mm. and in a normal covenant, you will also say things. And we will, we will then call upon a third party to be a witness to these things. Mm, yeah. And normally that's God. Um, if, if they were Jews, they would be um, God. If it was a pagan covenant, then it would be just to their pagan gods and things like that. Mm. And they, so that I would say things, you would say things, and we, we call upon a higher authority, a higher power to witness these things and, mm. and, and um, hold us to, to task if we, if we don't do it. And so it's like, okay, if I, if I break this covenant, I expect all these plagues and curses to be on you. But if we do do this, mm. um, then this is a, the good things that will happen. Yes. And um, so part of it is to, to cut the animals to, sep to, to show that the life is being poured out. We're losing our own identities, as, essentially, mm. and we are now bound to each other. And so cutting the covenant. But those words that are spoken, they're so powerful. And um, um, um and in Hebrews 8, before I jump in, I'm just working how much to, to... All right, so God putting a covenant in place. When he first made vows, like th this is what I'm thinking of, okay? We know with Abraham, we, we spoke about it um, a couple of weeks ago, when to have confidence, God, when Abraham says, how can I know you're going to give me this land? Mm. God says, well, go and get me a whole lot of animals, you know, and let's cut the animals. And it says, God cut covenant with Abraham mm. that day. And he talked, and he gave vows in that covenant um, ceremony, if you like, mm. about the land and about them possessing, and and they would have the the land of their enemies. Um, but I've been thinking and praying about the words that God speaks and how important they are, because you can imagine that you know when God says something, when He's establishing covenant, He's not just going to say it lightly. Mm. You know, anything He says is going to have huge value. Yeah, it's going to it's going to really be. That's waiting. so good. And if you and if you sort of say and and this is what I'm saying. I said um, so. I'm I'm thinking New Testament covenant, and um, so I thought, when did God speak the words and the vows in the New Testament covenant, the covenant, the new covenant that He did mm. in Jesus? So I went to you know Book of Luke, and and I saw when Jesus took the the, um, the bread and and the wine, and He said, "This is the new covenant in My blood." In my and blood. I'm thinking. Oh, maybe he will speak the vows there, but there's no vows there. Just, this, he says, "This is it." You know, mm. this is this is represented in me, and he says some things, but it wasn't it wasn't as if he was articulating and speaking the, the New Testament covenant vows. Yeah. Um, and now I'm thinking in you know, books, passages like John 17, where it's the great high priest mm. prayer. There would be elements of it, but I was thinking, what were the vows that God made when He put our covenant mm. in place? Um, and I would have thought, okay. I would have thought they're going to happen right when the, the covenant is cut. Yeah. Because that's, you know, sort of in the ceremony. Um, but if I think about it and look and find that God is actually 
making statements which are speaking to that covenant, mm. not just when Jesus is on the cross, mm. not just when the, his blood is being shed, yeah. but he's already speaking to that covenant. So I, I was always thinking the New Testament covenant came into effect when Jesus shed his blood. Because yep. that, that's, that's what, you know, and there, that, there's certain truth there. That's the element of it. You know, when Jesus, when the blood was shed, Jesus, it is finished. Mm. He went, you know, he, he went and rescued those that, you know, had died. and Took the keys. Took sting the keys. Of, sting of death removed. Yeah, right, all those know. things happened in that. And then the resurrection was the proof. Death mm. has been defeated. Yep. Um, it's really worked. And then we all, he's the firstborn of all the, all of us. And we, we all now come into that. So it all happens there. Mm. So that was my focus. It's all happening there. Mm. But then I've started to, re, um, to discover that God was already establishing and setting up this covenant back earlier. Okay. It just mm -hmm. didn't happen then. Mm. When did God start this particular covenant? Well, well, I think now we're, we're all very keen and we're all, we're all now leaning in. <laughs> leaning in. When, when did he start this covenant? And um, because what we have to, often people see two covenants, one first and then the, the other one second, mm. which is sort of, you know, and when it talks about two covenants, um, which is the second covenant, old covenant, new covenant, um, we often get the impression there's only only two covenants, mm. but often the language in the book of Hebrews about the second covenant or the, you know, the um, it's not talking about second of only two. Yeah. It's talking about the two, and when we're comparing these two, mm. do you know what I mean? Just these two covenants yeah. of the many. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know, when, when I talk about in football um, on, on, a, on a Saturday, the two teams run out on the ground, the team that runs out first. And then there's a team that runs out second. Mm. That's not the only two teams in the football league. Yeah, that's just, that's the, that, <laughs> they're the two teams we are focusing on. So I say this is the first team and this is the second team. Um, we are not talking about oh, there's only ever two teams. Mm. But so so we understand. You know, there's lots of covenants. Covenant. He, God uh, made a covenant with Noah. He made a covenant with David. Um, he made, I believe, a covenant with Adam in, in, in order to, you know, have relationship with him. Mm. So there's covenants that are, and then there's multitude covenants where man has made covenant with man. You know, Abraham made covenants with those around him and Jacob and Laban and, Laban and um, you know, the, the Israelites with the Midianites foolishly and things like that. Mm. So there's lots of things, uh, lots of covenants. But when we talk about these two covenants, and maybe before, I'm going to leave the scripture here, but let's... Um, Let's just go back to um, my board here. Um, so I, I would I would see so we've got covenant number one, and then you come into covenant number two. So that's the old Old Testament, or, and we've discovered the, that's just taken from the Latin um, and the Greek. Sorry, the Greek that meant um, a will and testament, um, old covenant. So, mm. and then the New Testament, the New Covenant. So that's the New Covenant in Jesus' blood. And the Old Covenant was based around the law as given by Moses. That's, that's where it's sort of established, you know, the law. Mm. So I have this, you know, this timeline that says there was one covenant and then a second covenant. We talked a little bit last week about, oh, you know, could there ever be a third covenant? You know, like, because... In this pattern, you know, in this pattern you have one goes to two. Mm. Could you 
maybe go to three? Could two go to three? Three go to four? Yeah, yeah. Why, why, why stop at two? Why couldn't there be a new new covenant mm. and things like that? Well, that's because the understand. That's that's because um, we're looking at it through this this lens of um, one became two. Mm. All right. Yeah. Um, and we we draw them also that you know the same sort of. Um, size, you know, that's one and that's two. I'm giving, I'm giving the sense that one is the same as the second one. You know, it's same. Mm. It's just another covenant. All right, but what I want us to do is, um, I think this is more what God's timeline is. Um, that He, so, so you've got God. He wants to establish a covenant with man, and um, He established it with with. Adam, mm. but then Adam broke that yep. relationship. And so now he's got a broken relationship with man and he wants to restore that. So he's looking for a way to reestablish that covenant with mankind. Mm. All right. Now we know, oh, we know how he's going to do that. He's going to do that through Jesus. Yeah. You know, the, the perfect man, the, the you know, the, um, the last Adam, you know, you know, the last man in the you know, second man, last Adam, I think it talks about in Romans. It's that sense of, I need another one who's not, no longer um, stained by sin. Because if, if anybody here becomes, a, I need man to, to become part of this covenant process. Um, he can't become a sacrifice because he could only do it for himself. Mm. You know what I mean? He, um, it, it's, Josh, if, if you were, um, you know, if you, if you embezzled a, a million dollars and you were going to jail for 10 years, and I embezzled a million dollars, and you know, I'm going to jail for 10 years, I can't say to the judge, hey, I'm already going to the jail for 10 years, so I'll do it for both of us. It's a nice thought, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I'll do it, I'll do it for both. You know, you know <laughs> save, saves you, you know, the cost of housing two prisoners, you know. And it's like, no, no, that's not how it works. It's not just because I'm there for 10 years. I'm there for 10 years for my, yeah. my crime. Mm. And you're there for 10 years for your crime. Yeah. That's not the fact that someone's there. So, um, two, I, two different sentences. Yeah, can't be. I can't do it. So, I there's no way I can I can do anything for any sin except my own sin, and that's going to be inadequate. Yeah, I certainly can't do anything for your sin. Mm. But what you need is someone who has no sentence on them, is not guilty of any crime. They could come and say, well, let's you know, like sometimes going to prison, we don't really have that here, mm. you know, and, and so it's a bit hard for people to imagine. But if, if I if I could come to the judge and say, I will go to jail for ten years, and I will put myself in that position, I'm I'm innocent, but I will fulfil his thing. Mm. Now, it probably doesn't work because I don't know whether you can do that mm. in our in our legal system. But let's let's take another way of looking at it. Josh, um, you have broken a law. You you've um, you know kicked down your neighbour's fence when you shouldn't have. And you've broken, and you have a fifty thousand dollar fine, all right. That's against you. Yep. And I now now if I also broke down my neighbor's fence and I have a fifty thousand dollar fine, I cannot pay fifty thousand dollars for us yeah. both. No, no, fifty thousand for me, fifty thousand for you. Everyone's got to pay their own. Mm -hmm. But if I haven't done anything wrong, and I pay fifty thousand, I can pay your fine mm. because I don't have any charges against mm. so we needed someone who could come and be a sacrifice for us that did not have any of their own sin to deal with yeah they had to be unstained and there's no one on the earth you know he looks through the earth and there's just no one there all right so he knows uh so he says i love the world so much i'm going to send my only son you jesus can... becomes a man and so he can live a sinless life mm. and he can become a um a sinless sacrifice in fact when um 
John the Baptist saw Jesus coming towards him. He said, it's Jesus, the Lamb of God. Yeah. The, the Lamb of God. The one that's, you know, the lambs were used because they were innocent and they had no, um, no stain of sin upon them. So here's the innocent one. Here's the one that's going to become the sacrifice. And so he's looking for Jesus. So he ultimately, he is looking for, um, he knows it's going to be in Jesus. Mm. So down the track here, um, we know that on the cross, Jesus is going to be that one that's going to establish this. But he establishes a relationship with mankind initially. All right? And the relationship works. You say, oh, that's the old covenant. No, I'm not talking about the law yet. I'm not talking about the law. Because we're not talking about Moses. Moses who came here was the one that brought the law. That's the terrible color there. I'm going to... That says Moses. Yeah. Is that better? There we go. That's there much we. better. Um, so we know we know of Moses who brought the law, but he he's in he's in this time period. But before that, before the Moses and law, he found a man that okay, he wasn't going to become the spotless lamb mm. because there was only one that could do that. But he found a man who. Um, well, in fact, he did two things which I think had great, um, that opened him up to God being able to use him. And, and any guesses as to who the man is? We probably guess. Abraham. Okay, so he finds a man called, well, he calls him he's initially Abraham, Abraham but we, you know, we'll call him Abraham because mm. I get confused. Uh, um, so um, we have God finds a man, Abraham, and Abraham does two things. It says in um, Genesis 15, I believe it is, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Mm. So he had faith. He, he, had, he put a trust in God, all right? Abraham believed God and God could count to him and put to a righteousness based on that faith. Mm. Now, what God needed, it was never going to work until Jesus came because doesn't matter what Abraham believes, without something that God knew was going to happen, he couldn't switch mm, it, all yeah, right? That's right? But it's, it's like, um, you believe me, uh, you believe in, you know, in, and I say, I'm, I'm going to count your fine as being paid, mm. all right? But you say, oh, but my fine hasn't been paid. Yeah. But God says it will be paid. It will be paid. It will be paid, mm. right? Because I, I know Jesus is going to do it, so... I'm already seeing you through the light of what Jesus has done. Oh, that's awesome. All right? So I can deal with you, but it's, eh, we've, got, we've got some work to be done, but mm. I'm, I'm starting that relationship with you now. Mm. All right? So he starts this covenant relationship and begins to speak to the covenant, not just when Jesus is here, but he begins to speak to it here. Mm. And he begins to say things to Abraham, which are actually relevant to Jesus. Yeah. All right. Well, so Ab Abraham starts to hear words spoken to him. And I've got to stop saying, oh, they were, they were, that was the promise to Abraham. Actually, that's, here's me here. Well, here's Josh. There's Josh. I'm sort of hiding Josh. Here's Josh way over here living today. He is li you are living 
in connection with the work on the cross. But that work is connected to what God established with Abraham. Mm. Okay? That's so good. instead of instead of Josh saying, I'm only looking, I'm only I'm only looking, I'm only a New Testament person. Mm. You know, so I, I don't even need to read the Old Testament. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's connected. It's not, even though it's the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, yeah. there's not a disconnect in, no. in the things that he started back then. And people say, well, I, I don't even, there's some, some, new, some Christians, I've heard this, I don't even read the Old Covenant because mm. I'm a New Covenant person. All right, so I don't need to read that. Mm. Okay, so what you're saying is, yeah, I, I sort of, I understand you're saying what, what, what Moses and the law, what happened in Moses and the law, that's no longer applicable to me. And I get that. But in the what we call the Old Testament, it's God's dealing with mankind and it covers more than just the, the, the law given to Moses. Mm. It starts with effectively, you know, you had Noah, who was a righteous man. You had, um, but then you had a man he found who believed him. Mm. Abraham believed. It's one, it's the, one of the core scriptures in the, old, you know, in the Bible. Yeah. Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him as righteousness. Mm. Abraham believed, and Abraham went on to do something else, which I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's a bit of speculation here, so I'm, 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 but not, I'm not in the conspiracy theory type speculation. This is just more of a biblical speculation, which I'm trying to. Work, you know, it sort of fits, but I can't prove it. All right. Yeah. One other thing that Abraham did, which was very significant, was his faith had an outworking where he gave up his only son in Isaac. He, he, he mm. gave Isaac and put him on the altar yeah. and was ready to kill him. And yeah. God said, no, 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 you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Yeah. But why did God make him go through that? <laughs> what was the point? You know, it, it was, there, was, there was nothing gained in terms of, you know, except some ram was sacrificed. Yeah. But really, and, he had to make, and, and it said, go to the mountain, I'm going to show you a three-day walk to a particular mountain, and then he goes up the mountain, and he knows Abraham is already aware something's something's afoot here. Yeah, because he says to his servant, "You wait here, me and the son, me and my son, we'll, we'll go up, mm. and we will return. return." So he's already speaking as if that well, I'm going to take him up and kill him, but we're both going to come back. Yeah, how does that work? But he knows that's amazing. And um, as they're going up, um, Isaac says, "Hey, Dad, <laughs> I got, I've got, we've got the um, wood." We've got the, 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 fire, you know, the lighter. Where's the sacrifice? And Abraham says, oh, God, will, God will sort that out, son. You know, little knowing that when he gets up there, he ties up Isaac, puts him on the sacrifice. Even that. Um, I, I feel like that would be a little bit awkward for Isaac. I... <laughs> yeah. Did he fight him? It doesn't say, or did he just say, did he trust his dad and say, okay, dad, the fact he bound him, maybe, you know, this, you know, when the when the you know, when the fire starts, then you'll need to, you know, it'll be harder than you know, I, I've got the knife, he's gonna kill him. It's, it's like what's and then and then the Lord says, Whoa, 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 there's a ram already over here in the thicket. There's a ram. Yeah. Don't do this. And it said and he came down and he and he gave the name of that place, a name that is so prophetic and strong, in the in the in the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Mm, that's um, awesome. you know, we 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 sing Jehovah Jireh or Yahweh Yira. Mm. Um the Lord who sees and, and provides for, but it's actually, it's actually not um, the name. It, it says he named that place, that mount. Why did he? And, and then there's evidence that that place that he came was where the temple was going to be built. 
It's evidence where um, the sacrifice is going to be made, where Jesus was, all these sorts of lines. You know, why did he bring him here? And why did he make him do it anyway? Like, what's, what is the point? He's not going to kill him. In, he says, I need you to offer this up. And there's a thought around that being because it's part of this, mm -hmm. part of what he's doing here gives him access into Abraham's life and what Abraham's done, because Abraham has also given his son. So there's a part, and some people say, uh, it means that because man has done this as a covenant God, he is now able to give his son into hmm. the relationship. So I, I'm not sure how, how it ties in exactly. But what I'm saying is he found a man called Abraham 400 years before Moses, I believe it is. Mm. You know, like, you know, a long time before Moses, he's got this man, Abraham, and he's a man who, I do know this for sure, Abraham believed God. Mm. That was the key that opened up mm. God to be able to say, I've got my, I found my man. I found my man. And, and, and now I'm going to, and out of that man, I'm going to create a people. And what is he looking to do? He's saying, I want a people that I can connect with and I want a people I can have relationship yeah. with. And he's ultimately saying, and I want to bring that to, the, um, to this work that Jesus is going to do. And Paul makes this connection. Paul says, you know what? There's a promise given to Abraham, which was to Abraham and his seed. Mm. Okay, let's just look at it in Genesis 12. We'll get back to Hebrews 8. You've got to remind me to come, we'll come back. Yeah, not now. I know now. You've got to remind me when I need to be reminded. Okay, so this is the, the call to Abraham. Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth, all the families on earth will be blessed through you. Mm -hmm. So Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. Um, it's like, oh, that's a pretty big blessing. Mm. Um, to be honest, it's, it's, it almost sounds a bit like hyperbole, you know, like a little bit over the top language. Mm. Um, you know, when, sometimes when we say all, we don't mean all. We just, it's, just a, it's a language for ev a yeah. lot, you know, everything. You know, every grain of the sand and the sea. You know, like, well, I'm not actually trying to count them. I'm it's just talking just about all, en all encompassing, but not actually. Yeah, we're not. We're not, we're not actually trying to get down to. We're not. It's not a technical phrase. Mm. So it's like, oh, he. All the families on the earth will be blessed through you. Well, to be honest, there would have been a lot of families on the earth that lived and died without even knowing that Abraham existed. Mm. <laughs> he was just in one small part in the, you know in the world all the families earth blessed through you um how did that work well that's because when he was speaking to abraham he was already starting to speak into what jesus was going to do hmm. so he was speaking to abraham and his seed and people think well seed is isaac and jacob hmm. and all the 12 and, the, yeah, and all of that. That's good. No, no. But, but God says, no, there's one seed I'm talking about. Mm. One seed I'm blessing. And it's through that seed, Jesus. So when God is speaking to Abraham, he is seeing 
Jesus. Mm. He's already seeing that. And the words he is speaking are the words of the new covenant being established. Mm. Even though Jesus hasn't, yeah. isn't on, on the scene yet, he's beginning to speak to that covenant. That, that's just so awesome that even, even back then, <laughs> you can already see like what God had in mind. This is what I'm going to do, what I want to do, which is going to bring us all back into the fold. Yeah, and it, it, it's going to be the best. It's going to be forever. <laughs> so now I, I say, oh, hang on. So rather than just look and say, oh, what he said to Abraham is good because that's what he said to Abraham and then to the Israelites and mm. the Jewish. And, but hang on. I've actually got to say, um, this is Josh here. Mm. Now it's Josh. Let's, Josh, you should listen to what God said to Abraham because effectively this is your covenant vows being spoken. Mm. This is what God is saying over you, mm. Josh. And so let's read now back, but in light of, this is actually what he's promising to you. Mm. It says, the Lord said that to, to Josh, you've got to come and be my person only. You've got you to you leave being a part of this world and become a part of my kingdom. You've got to go from one kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, and into the kingdom of light. You've got to leave, Josh. Mm. You can't stay as a member, as a family of the Adam family. Anymore. Yeah. You've got to leave that. You've got to depart from that. You've got to come into a new place. And, um, and you're going to come to a land that I'm going to show you. You're going to come to a, a, a way of living. And, and um, so that's why in, in um, 1 Corinthians it talks about these, when they, when they left Egypt and went into the promised land, it says these things were given as our example. Mm. They would so to show us what was happening. Because, Josh, you are leaving this land of living in this world, mm. and you are living in the new kingdom. You know, um, you know Caleb, you know, um, those that don't know, Caleb Lewis, my son, um, is also a musician and has write, written a lot of music. Plug, plug for Caleb, calablewis.com.au. I always make sure I get the yeah, Caleb Lewis, or just search for Caleb Lewis music. Um, and he's written a song called Heaven on Earth. Mm. And it's all about this concept of the things of heaven already working in us now. Mm. And it's very much, in, this is the same concept. Yeah. So go and listen to that song. Not now, after we finish teaching. Um, so when we, um, so heaven on earth, it's a, okay, there's a, a place, a land for you to live and dwell in. So Josh, I'm speaking to that. I'm speaking to you here. And I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. Oh, is that me? Well, how does this all work? You say, well, I'm going to be a blessing to the great nation. This all works because he's actually speaking. Okay. Who is he speaking to? Can you um, tell me? He's speaking to Abraham's seed. All right. Which can mean like a plural sense. Oh, you know, to his Isaac and Jacob. Mm. And all. No, no. Seed singular. Who is that seed? That seed is Jesus. Mm. So he's speaking to Jesus. You are going to be the blessing. Now, Josh, you have trusted in Jesus and you have connected into yeah. him. So the promise to him is now your promise. Mm. Okay? That's so good. I will make you into a great nation. I'll bless you and make you famous. You will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat with contempt. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. You are now part of that. That is you are actually right in the middle of those words. That is yours. Let's have a look at Galatians. Um, and let's let Paul do the preaching for a little bit. Um, um, 
Okay, let's just start from verse 6. Galatians 3, verse 6. In the same way, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Hey, it's almost like Paul. Uh, listen, um, what, what is it? You make, when you're making confession, you know, like you. you, you I really, I, I want to confess here. None of my teachings original. <laughs> all right, all the stuff I'm saying, I might sound like, oh, well, actually, I've just borrowed it all from Paul. All right, I, you know, <laughs> so I'm sorry. You'll say, hey. Hey, plagiarism. All the stuff. You just told me all this stuff. And yeah, well, it's just actually. Uh, I suspect that we, we may all be in the same boat. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I, hope, I, hope, I hope we are, really, don't yeah. we? Yeah. So, okay, so plagiarism. What I'm saying here is just because this is what Paul already said. Um, God can him as righteous because of his faith. The real children of Abraham then, the real children, the real part of that seed of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God. Mm. They're the one, not... Not the natural. Now we've got two lines, the natural line and we've got this faith line. Mm. The ones that are just like Abraham. Verse 8. What's more, the scriptures look forward to this time. Oh, the scriptures look forward to this time when God would make the Gentiles right in his sight because of their faith. In other words, the scriptures already saw this. Yeah. The word God spoke already saw this time. So good. Um, God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago. He already said it. The, this proclamation, this covenant declaration was already made to Abraham mm. when he said, all the nations will be blessed through you. So he said, plus Paul's like, he already declared it. It's already been spoken. So that all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received mm. because of their faith. So good. So we're connected. But those who depend on the law, and we'll, go, we'll talk about the law, so let, let's skip the law part for the moment. Um, law, 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 rescued from the law, rescued curse. Um, okay. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles. Through Christ. So do we, you know, you see the pattern here? Through Christ, we now, Josh, you're, one in, the, you're in the Gentiles section. Yes. Through Christ, we've got this blessing. We've got the blessing that was pronounced here. Christ became the, is the seed that God was speaking about, and we are connected to Christ by faith mm. using the same faith process. You notice all the law. The law is sitting here. It's not. It's not yeah. We, we skip some verses when it talks about what happens in this passage, but we're just skipping right through to here. Um, oh, jump down. Sorry, it's... Okay, through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. All right, so first mention the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is just here in this context, mm. you know what I mean? Very, very significant, but it's there. All right, let's just keep reading though. Dear brothers and sisters, here's an example from everyday life. Um, now he's talking about how what the law works. We're going to skip that because um, we'll talk about the law in a second. God gave now God gave the promises to Abraham and his child. Now um, that's the New Living Translation. Um, if we look at that, it, um, and to his descendants, but New American to his seeds, and Holman Bible to your seed. 
So when it says to your child, to your descendants, actually the word there is seed. Mm. And um, so it's important, you know, it's very hard because of the language because it sort of means descendants, but it's, it's yeah. meaning a particular seed. Let's go back. Um, God pr promised Abraham and his child to Abraham and his seed. I'm going to use the word seed there rather than child. Uh, notice that the scripture doesn't say to his children, plural seeds, but to his, mm. as if it meant many yeah. descendants. Rather, it says to his child, his singular seed. And that, of course, well, of course, means Christ. Oh, thank you, Paul. You've drawn the connections, the dots. When, when God was giving that promise to Abraham, when he was speaking to Abraham and his seed, he was actually speaking in terms of what Jesus, who mm. Jesus was, not to Abraham. He saw ahead. People say my diagrams are hard to understand. That, that, it's fine now, but I feel like if we were to come back, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe a day. I always come back next week and like, next what week, in like, the world was I thinking? What does that even mean? I think I see a cross there. Yeah. Um, this is what I'm trying to say. This is what I'm trying to say, John. I, I, get, I get you, Paul. This is what I'm trying to say. This is it. Uh, Paul said, this is what I'm trying to say. The agreement God. Oh, agreement. Agreement. What a wussy word, agreement. Um, let's see what the other translations do here. Um, the, the law um, does not cancel a, a, a covenant previously made. All right? So it talks about the law in terms of that as being a covenant. So agreement, agreement's a terrible word. I, I'll forgive the New Living Translation. They're trying to do it in a language. But really, this covenant, the covenant God made, mm. it wasn't an agreement. It wasn't an understanding. It wasn't a memorandum. You know, it was a covenant, all right? Yeah. And it's only because we don't understand covenant that people trying to translate the yeah. word today. So if I put the word covenant there, 95% of the English-speaking world is just not going to understand it. Mm. I get why they're doing it. But you've got, you, you can step beyond that, right? You can see straight away. What I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say, the covenant God made with Abraham could not be cancelled. Oh, I thought we, I thought the old covenant's gone. Mm, I thought the good. old covenant's cancelled. That's good. No, no, I thought the old covenant. We, we're in the new covenant. What's this? That all the, all the covenants are gone. This can't, this cannot be cancelled. Four hundred and thirty years later, when God gave the law and established the, the, the law, mm. He said, "Did that cancel? Did that supersede?" This covenant? What happened to this covenant? And now, now he's saying there's two covenants in the Old Testament. There's the covenant given to Abraham and there's the covenant that came through the Lord of Moses. Mm. And he said, did the, when Moses come, did that wipe off that one? He said it, can't, it couldn't have. When God gave the law, God would be breaking his promise. Mm. God would be saying, ah, because what was the promise? All the nations are going to be blessed. I haven't finished with that. He said, I haven't, I haven't finished that. that. That's not a... That's so, ongoing. For if the inheritance could be received by keeping the law, in other words, oh, if Moses was going to get it done, mm. then it would not be the result of accepting God's promise. In other words, this promise to, for the blessing to touch all the nations, if it could happen through the law, then you, didn't, you don't need the, the Abraham's faith and promise because the law can do it. Mm. You don't need the law. You don't need the promise because the law will get it done. But we know the law can't get it done. All mm. right, we'll look at that more... In, um, for if the inheritance could be received by keeping the law, then it would not be the result of accepting God's promise. But God graciously gave it to Abraham as a promise, not by works. He just declared it. He made it. Uh, he spoke it to Abraham. Mm. Why then was the law given? Okay, we, we, want, we don't want to get into the law yet. 
Um, so he, why why did they get the law? Well, uh, the law the law keeps popping up, but we're yeah, not we're not we, going there yet. Not yet. So just calm down, get back in your seats, everyone. <laughs> Everyone's like, what what is happening here? Verse twenty. Now a mediator help is helpful if more than one party must reach an agreement. But God, who is one, did not use a mediator when He gave His promise to Abraham. How did this all work? He said, "It's not the way a normal covenant works because God couldn't function through man. He had to put Abraham to sleep for His covenants. Mm. He had to he had to work because He was working with a, a covenant through Jesus, His mediator. Mm. That was going to be His man. Um, how does the the law and the this covenant work? Is there a conflict? Let's not worry about that at the moment. Um, but the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin. We're all trapped in sin. So we receive God's promise of freedom and say God's promise of freedom. Now, I'm going to tie that straight away. That is talking about the blessings that Abraham mm. is, is promised only by believing in Jesus Christ. All right? Mm. This is how we enter into this covenant. Yeah. Before... The way of faith in Christ was available to us. We'll place, oh, this is what the law was to. Don't worry about the law. <laughs> Let me put it another way. Oh, I don't want to talk about the law again. Verse 25. Now the way of faith has come. We no, need, no, no longer need the law. Okay. For you are all children of God through faith in mm. Christ Jesus. And all have been united with Christ in baptism and put on Christ like putting on brand new clothes and there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. Um, okay, people, I've got to say it here. That doesn't mean there is no males and females. It just means in terms of how God relates to people, he's not going to relate to a male different than he relates mm. to a female. He's not going to relate to a Jew different to a Gentile. Mm. He used to relate to Jews and Gentiles different. There was a different relationship because of how the covenants were working. Yeah. But now there's no difference. And he says, and he said, it's like I, I'm not. I don't have one class and another class. What he picks three, um, the three levels in a Jewish person's mind where there are three distinct classes. Mm. There's Jews and Gentiles. We God deals with them different. Men and women, He deals with them different. Slave and free, He deals with them mm. different. And God said, I'm not. I'm dealing all the same. Yeah. So it doesn't matter which category you're in. I deal with you the same, all right? So just in case anybody just want to twist that around the wrong way. Uh, I saw Brooke was a little confused. Yeah. So just, there, there all right, here it is. Ta-da! This is where we've come to. We had to skip a bit of the law because that's we were getting around that. And it says, now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. Ooh. You are his heirs and God's promises to Abraham belongs to you. This is where he's going to... They, they're not redundant. Mm. They're not wiped. Yeah. They're not old covenant. He, he was just starting the new covenant back with Abraham. I said, no, the new covenant so started good. with Jesus. No, the new covenant, the words that were spoken, the vows that were made, the promises that were given, he started with Abraham. And we know, he said, and I'm giving it to you and your seed because mm. he said it's going to happen in Jesus. Mm. But I'm starting to speak it to you now. So he says... So why would you, even if you can think of, why would you do this? And just think it's just the cross on. All right? And it's because, oh, the reason for that, look, oh, I can undo very quickly. Um, because what we're, tr tr we're actually meant to do is this part. It's just the law part mm. that is the old being broken. But there's more to it in this 
place. And I know and this is this is my okay, this is my um this is where I've come to, my thinking. All right. I'm looking for the vows God made for the new covenant. Mm. The same as he made, whenever he makes a covenant, whenever a man makes, vows are made. I'm looking in the New Testament for them. Mm. I'm looking for them on the cross. I'm looking for them when Jesus is, is you know, uh, doing communion, what we call communion, the Passover meal. Yeah. I'm looking for them in the book of Acts when he first, I'm looking, where are these vows? And you know where I found them? Back in Genesis 12 back in Jeremiah, back in the Old Testament, because he was speaking those things there mm. for their activation here. Yeah. But the words are that's back amazing. there. But they're not, oh, that's Old Testament. They're my words. Yeah. They're my words. And they're back there. And they're back there. I am so tempted to explain where the law comes into this, but not now. Because <laughs> we've, well, we've got to go back to Hebrews 8. All right. And if we go into the law, you'll forget what we're talking about. All right. Um, so let's go to Hebrews 8. Um, you say, well, you need to teach me the law. I can't even promise we're going to do that today. But you do need to understand, you know, it's, you need to understand how the law fits into all this mm. because that confuses everybody mm. and, and everything happens. But I think you've got the point. We just skipped the law. It was there. God, is the law bad? I'll tell you a couple of things. Is the law bad? No, it's not bad. God gave it. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, the law was terrible. You saying God made a terrible thing? No. Am I? You know what I mean? If you're trying to live as an upright citizen, you would also be obeying the law right now. Well, yeah. The, the, what, what, was, what was the purpose of the law? Why was it given? Um, what, you know, there was, God had a, a reason mm. for it. You go, we go back to Galatians, read those passages mm. we jumped over, and there's a lot of stuff in there. But So the law's not bad, but we just, we're focused on, where did God speak the vows of the covenant? Where did he make connection? Mm. And um, so we were in Hebrews 8, weren't we? That's, you had to remind me to make That's where we were 8. going, but... <sighs> Was it 8 or not? 8. 8, yeah. Hebrews, Hebrews 8. Uh, all right. Let's just read from verse 6. And again, it ties in with his old, with the law, mm. how the law worked. He's trying to do that, but we're not going down that path at the moment. Now, Jesus, our high priest, has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood. He's, uh, can't go into that for the moment. For he is the one who mediates for us a far better covenant with God based on better promises. Mm. And so people say, see, so that means everything before now is old and rot <laughs> rotten. Oh, no, we're talking about the law. We're talking about this part in here, and there's very particular teaching on that. We're not getting rid of everything else. That's what we've got to do. If the first covenant, now, which covenant are we talking about here first? When I said the first team that runs on the football field, uh, do I mean the first team that was ever created in the AFL in the Football League? No, I'm talking about the first team of the two that we're talking about mm. in the competition today. Yeah. That team and this team. If the first covenant had been faultless, was it the very first covenant? No, it was the no. first of the two that we're talking about in terms of the old and the new. If the first covenant had been faultless, there would be no need for a second covenant to replace it. If the, if the law had been working, why would we set all this up? But when God found fault with the people, he said, the day is coming, the day is coming, says the Lord. Oh, this sounds like God is going to make a proclamation. He's going to make a vow. Mm. He's going to speak to this new covenant. He's going to make a declaration. And, and it's, you know, sometimes um, 
we, we see things through our own light of um, our words are not always weighty. You know, we say a lot of frivolous things and mm. we say a lot of things. So when, when sometimes God says things, we tend to put our own frivolousness mm. onto him. That he's just, you know, just shooting the breeze, you know, just filling space. A little bit like, um, you know, a little bit before, um, you wouldn't have seen this because we will have cut this off if, you know, in the recording. But when we started this recording, um, we had a power um, take out half of you know, our, our cameras and things, mm. and then we couldn't get the sound working. And um, so we had to run around, and Josh's job was to sit here and talk because he had to, we had to work out when the sound was back on, so mm. we needed someone talking. And he didn't know when people were going to hear him or see him. So he's just talking. I would say that Josh was doing his best, but he was also filling the space. He was just feeling that, Very much so, feeling yes. that pressure, just words being said for the sake of words being said. And so sometimes we think, well, that's what God does. He's like, hey, guys, I've um, got a few minutes here. I just want to fill this space with a little, little bit of... I want us to say, no, no, no. If God mm. is going to say something, he's going to... There's like huge import. Mm. Even if the people go, oh, that's interesting. No, no. He's like, I've said something monumental. Yeah. I've said something you need to pay attention. So... The day is coming, says the Lord. All right, so he's, uh, I'm, I'm saying something to you. When I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. He said, I'm speaking about, I'm speaking about this covenant. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. Which covenant he's talking about? The one through Moses, mm. the Mosaic law covenant. They did not remain faithful to my covenant, so I turned my back on them, says the Lord. That, that, was, a, it was, that was designed to fail, and they, it did fail, and I turned my back because that's the only way this can work. But this new covenant, this new covenant, I will make. When did he make these? I will make. When is he speaking these words? Well, we see it in the book of Hebrews, but it's, he's, they're quoting God speaking from previous times. Mm. You know what I mean? They're, they're speaking, he's speaking to God. So um, let me, um, Jeremiah 34, 13. Uh, let's pull that up. This is what the Lord God says. I made a covenant with your ancestors long ago when I rescued them from their slavery. Um, he said, talking about, oh, that's not the passage. Uh, what I, I just need the words of the new covenant. I haven't got my actual Bible here today, so I am working just through this. Let me just go back. Uh, this is the one where he says, I'll put the law in their minds and I'll write them on their hearts. And... See if I can find it here. Thirty-one, thirty-three. There we go. That's. I think that is it. Let's go there. Jeremiah thirty-one, thirty-three. Certainly sounds right. Okay, there it is. That's the one I was wanting. I was in the wrong chapter. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. He's saying something here. I will put my instructions deep within them. I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God 
they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, you should know the Lord, for everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already, says the Lord. And I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never again remember their sins. I believe that these, this proclamation here is the vow God made for our new covenant. That's so good. All right? This is the vow. Mm. It's, the, it's, it's, it, it, it's not the only vow mm. because he also made that vow to Abraham. Mm. And he made other vows to Abraham in light of his covenant and the covenant he's cut with yeah. Abraham. He put other things in place with Abraham. He spoke about fruitfulness and blessing. But I believe this is also. So we say, oh, that's, that's good. That, that, God spoke that. No, no, God say, that is the words I am speaking over this covenant. So what I want you to think is, I say, Josh and, and Brooke and anyone else watching and listening, I want you to suddenly realize this is as if I was in the room and God was cutting covenant and he was making the vows. These are the words he was speaking. Mm. And I, my, I would say, can I get a copy of those, please? Because they're like, they're the words for my life. Yeah. These are the words which are going to shape me and that, help me. That's life-changing, life-altering. Yeah. This, this, God is defining our relationship mm. and how it's going to work. And it's exciting. And so people are like, um, I'll put my instructions deep within them. I'll write them on their hearts. I'll be their God. And a lot of people are like, yeah, 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 yeah. Move on. Mm. You know, no, no, no. This is significant. There's something very deep and real here that God is wanting mm. to do. And, um, and they will not need to teach their neighbors. Oh, oh, oh don't need to come to Bible school because Bible God says, don't, don't need to teach. Don't, no one need to, I don't need to be taught, fool, um, if that's what you thought. You know, that's not what he's talking about here. That's, you know, that's, that's taking something and making it say something that's not meant to. Mm. It's not saying, you know, because um, <laughs> the Bible's full of teaching and yeah. Paul's teaching them. And, you know, as if, if Paul said, oh, we don't need to teach, I should stop teaching. The book of Hebrews would never be written. You know, they wouldn't quote this because, oh, I don't need to teach you. You already know it. But here I am teaching what the Bible says yeah. about teaching. So, I mean, it's, it's not, it doesn't mean you won't have to receive teaching. What it means is um, God's going to do such a work that's an internal work. Mm. You're not going to have to um, imitate it from the outside. It's going to be something that comes from the inside. Mm. That's so it's good. Gonna, it's going to be. It's going to be something. It's very much. It, this is. This is the key, and um, everyone's going to be able to know me, and I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never again, ever again, remember their sins. That's why we can say I'm forgiven, because God said that's part of how it works. This, this covenant with you, I am not going to remember your sins anymore. As so, when we have relationship, and when we're dealing, I am not going to do it in light of who you were mm. and what the sins were that you had. So when you bring your old sinful nature and what you used to be into your relationship with God, God says, what are you doing? That's, wow. that's not part of my covenant. <laughs> I don't, you're making me deal with you outside yeah. of the covenant. Yeah. That's not how I, that's not, my covenant rule is this. Mm. And you come in and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I sort of, I still feel bad about these things. And so I like to have them hang around and I still like, to, and you know, and I, and I, and it's like, that's, he says, I want, I, I, the covenant is to deal with that. You say, yeah, but it's hard. I don't know how to get rid of these. these, these you know, and, and then you go into Romans like 7 where Paul says, you know, I know what to do, but I can't do it. I, mm. I know what not to do, but I just get drawn to it. Mm. Uh, who will help me? I, I'm, 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 I'm absolutely in a mess because that's the place that the, the law brings yeah. us. Okay? 
I know I can't sort of say, well, you know from the teaching of the law, because I haven't given you the teaching on the law. I understand that. But that's why the law creates that result. Mm. And he says, but that's not the covenant I'm giving you. I'm giving you a covenant where I don't remember those sins. Mm. And, the, and, I, and you say, but I, I can't help but do it. Ah, what did I say? I'm going to put this. When it says the law, it means the ability to, to live and behave in the covenant way. Yep. I'm going to put it in your heart. Mm. I'm going to do it as an internal thing. I'm going to make it so you can live it out. Say, How can you do that? That's so good. Well, that's in Jesus. Now, remember I said, right you know, halfway through, we we're looking in, a, um, in the book of Galatians, and I said, first time this is mentioned in this context, but it's very, very significant. Can you remember that little... The Holy Spirit. That's right. Um, um, there we go. Verse 14. Everyone's like, I can see it. I can see it. Just... It's like when you're doing, when you, when you charge the remote, everybody can see what you're meant to be pointing at. <laughs> everyone's like willing you to the left. You're like, click. Oh, don't go there. Oh, you double clicked. You know, you fool. You know, it's really, I got almost close my eyes when someone's operating a remote trying to type something in because it's just, just move it over. But then, then they hand the remote to you and suddenly it all goes, goes south. It's, always, it's <laughs> always easier when you're not the one doing the thing. Yeah, then I go to do it and I, <laughs> I'm trying to do it, all right? Just leave me alone. You know? don't, be, don't be so judgmental. You know? We understand. So anyway, I'm just having a little rant. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. Mm, that's so good. Okay, these are interwoven the concept, I won't have to teach you, mm. that the law will be written on your heart, mm. the coming of the Holy Spirit, mm. that is all interwoven. That's how the promise comes to pass. That was the plan. The plan was to get his Holy Spirit in you. Mm. He's put his nature in you. He's, yeah, to, to, to put his divine nature in you. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, in you. Mm. Fruit coming out from yeah. you, the, the, the ability. The, the, the plan was always, the plan was always, to get the Holy Spirit in you. Mm. When Jesus came, he became the firstborn. He became the prototype of this type of man. He became the one that lived and moved on the earth under the full anointing and direction of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So a lot of people say, oh, he did all the miracles here because he was Jesus. Yeah. No, when it says he left, um, book of Philippians, when it says he left all the privileges of heaven and he came down to earth, he left all his privileges. He became a man. It says he emptied himself. He came down here. And it says the Holy Spirit came on him and filled him. And so when he did any miracle, when he walked in any gift of the Spirit, when he walked with the word of knowledge, when it says Jesus knowing what they were thinking, mm. he did not know what they were thinking because he was the Son of God. He knew what they were thinking because the Holy Spirit in yeah. him was showing what to do. And it says, I only do that which the Father shows me. Mm. I spend, He spent time constantly... Um, in God's presence, waiting on God, mm. receiving fresh direction. He says, I only speak that which the Holy Spirit yeah. shares me. And he said, now I'm going to go. It's good for you in John chapter 14. It's really good that I go because now the same Holy Spirit, the same, he's going to come to you. Mm. I've been a prototype. I'm showing you how this is and I'm breaking down all the barriers. 
when I go, you're going to trust in me. And the same way that I walked and moved under the Holy Spirit, you're now going to walk and move with mm. the Holy Spirit. That's why he said, don't leave. I've breathed into you the Holy Spirit, but he's going to come with a, a greater level and power and authority. And it's the day of Pentecost is going to come into your mm. life. And it's, this is all about being filled. The old covenant did not have that. So God was speaking to Abraham, but Abraham couldn't, didn't have the Holy Spirit. Mm. And Isaac couldn't have the Holy Spirit. You know, they had the Spirit would come on them. You know, David, the Spirit of God would come on him, but not like what Jesus was going to be able to, to bring. And then what, what we can enjoy. What we're living in. What we're living in. So God says, I'm speaking to Abraham and I'm speaking the vows of this is what it's going to be like, but it's in the seed. And now how do we enter into that? By our faith, the same way as Abraham entered in, we by our faith enter in. Mm. And he said, the key to it is the Holy Spirit can now come. Mm. And that's how this vow from J Jeremiah, he says, I'm going to write it on your heart. And this is why he says, you're not going to have to, you're not going to have to be taught because this is not, Josh, I'm not, I don't have to come and take the life of God and try and get it from the outside in. I have to awaken your faith through the word of God. You know, without, without the word, there is no faith. Mm. Because I speak the word, your faith gets in, um, activated. You release your faith through your words and you receive something by faith and God is able to bring his spirit into you. Mm. And now so you good. have a new nature and you, the, the, the thing that we're doing is walking in this land, learning to take off our old way of living mm. and enjoy this new life that God those, has those, given me. Those chains have been cut, so we, we don't need to hold on to them anymore. No, that, that's gone. That's the old way. Just let that fall off. So this is the vow. This is the, the, um, the truth that God has given to us. These are the promises that God has made. This is, these are the words of the new covenant. Mm. And um, so we need to meditate on them. We need to, to think and, and, and say, if this, was, this is really important to God, this is how it all works. This is what we need to do. Um, a couple of things that, that come to me from this, um, you know, is the, is the important of words. We need to be very, we need to really um, not be frivolous with our words mm. because he was real with his words. Mm. Um, we need to use our words in the same way to, to release the truth and the, the power of these promises. Um, can you imagine how frustrating it would be for God to see us live and just totally disregard the things that he said about his covenant? I've made vows. I have, I, he said, I, and we talked about this in, um, I think in, in the first session on covenant about confidence. I called upon myself mm. as the witness to this. I can't go yeah. any higher. I cannot, I cannot give you any higher degree of confidence in what I'm saying. And so if you read these words, oh, that's interesting. Uh, two things he said, I'm going to write it on your heart. And secondly, I'm going to remove these sins from you, mm. from the east. You know, like the, I'm that's, not going to remember them. As far them. as the east is from the west. That is my way of, that's what in the new covenant, this is what it's like. And, and that's different to the old covenant. The law, you know, they, 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 they never removed their sins. They mm. covered their sins. Yeah. It was a, it was a, um, it was a temporary demonstration of what would happen in Jesus, mm. but it was never actually done. All right, and it was actually designed to show them how much they needed mm. a savior, 
they just, you know, like Paul, they just constantly, <laughs> you know, the, the law is actually, the law can be bad for me in the sense, no, it's not bad for me. Paul says it's not bad, but it can appear bad because, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I live in a family, we lie to each other all the time. We don't think anything of it. Then I read the word of God and it says, Do, you know, you shall not lie. And then I'm like, oh, I shouldn't lie. And then I suddenly find, but I lie all the time. Mm. And now, now I feel condemned and guilty because I can't stop lying. Whereas before, I used to lie happily. Yeah. You, know, I, you know, I used to sit. Now, there's happy sinners out there. You know, people say, oh, sinners aren't happy. Oh, man, they're, they're, that's not true. That's not true. You know, there's some very happy sinners. If sin wasn't uh, attractive in any sense. Yeah, if it wasn't, <laughs> if it didn't make you happy, people wouldn't be doing we, we it. wouldn't be doing it. Um, it's, of, course it's, of course it's attractive, of course. But, but what, what they can't do is um, they can't control their destiny. They can't control the fruit from that, mm. they, and that makes people unhappy. Yeah. When they, when they, you know, when the, the, you know, um, people are happy spending money. <laughs> They're just not happy when they look at their bank account mm. afterwards. They go, oh, maybe, maybe that's. I've got now. I've got to live with the fact that I've got no rent money. You know, and now I've got. Well, to, well, we can't eat this week, guys. Yeah. You know. So you know, you can be happy while you're doing something, but the, you know, but then you got the harvest of it, and mm. it's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Um, it, but. One of the things that makes us unhappy is when we realize that, oh, I think I'm doing this wrong, and then I can't stop it. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm not in power. I, I, I thought I was in charge of my, my boat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I suddenly find, oh, I'm just going, I'm going where my, my desires are taking me. I'm not in control of me. And even if I really grip my teeth, I suddenly find, oh, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, and, I, and I, I fix this and I fix that, but then I'm really proud about how well I'm doing. Oh, and, and I, now, now, I'm, now I'm going down the pride, pride. Ah, how can I, how can I help myself? Um, so God said, this is the new covenant is designed to fix all that. Mm. Now it wasn't like, oh, I, did, I, I put a covenant in place. I don't think it works very well. I better fix it. It was, he was never intending for the law to be the covenant. It had a fixed time frame. If you look back at this amazing diagram here, <laughs> you'll notice that God came to, to Abraham here and then Jesus here, which is for us. This part happens in the middle. It has a fixed time frame here, start and an end. 430 years afterwards and to, to when Jesus went to the cross, so you know, roughly you know, 33 A.D. All right, four, now when I say 4.30, that's 4.30 years after Abraham. You probably can't read that anyway. doesn't matter. 43 years after, 430 years after the promise to Abraham, the, mo, the word, the law came. Then it went through to when Jesus went to the cross. Mm. It had a particular time. It was always designed to have a use-by date. It was never going to... It, um, it was always designed to be superseded. Or yes. It was never designed to function properly. It was a pro. It was meant to show you something. It was a holding pattern. It was um, the book. The, the phrase used in the Bible is it was a shadow. Mm. It was actually just to represent what was really going to happen, but it could never feed you. Mm. You know, it's shadow food. You could you could you could eat it, but it's not going to satisfy. Yeah, you, you, shadow. You could put on. You could wear the clothes, but it won't keep you warm. And you've preached on that many times. Why Why would we go back to the shadow, eat the shadow food when the real food? We have exactly don't anything that goes back to a way where you earn your salvation or earn your favor with God um, is always destined for, for 
disaster. The works of the Lord, right? yeah. But we are able to live and actually have works of faith. Works are not bad, just works of the law. Mm. But works of faith are good. And um, But this, what he was starting was before that. This was already this was already in play. This was already and done. Um, and Paul said, um, I, "I can prove it to you." And I won't do the scriptures here, but he, Paul said, "I can prove it to you." Moses' law was wrapped around a certain thing, which was like um, the key part of the law, which is circumcision. That if you get when being circumcised showed that you were part of this mosaic law. All right. So, and if you weren't circumcised, you weren't part of the law. It was that was the key part. And mm. when he got over here, that was what the big issue was: should they continue to be circumcised or not? And so, you know, the book of Galatians is written all about that topic. You know, believers, you know, false teachers came in and said, "Hey, we really still should be circumcised." And Paul actually said these words in Galatians: "Circumcision or non-circumcision aren't the issue. It's not an issue anymore. Mm. It's about what's happening in the heart. It's about what God is doing." So this one was circumcision. Circumcision was what was um, relied on here. Um, but Paul said, circumcision, circumcision happened to Moses. Uh, so happened to Abraham in Genesis chapter 17. It says, all right, in chapter 17, introduced to circumcision, you will circumcise. All right. But when was God? When did God declare Abraham was made righteous? What chapter? Before. Okay, mm. I think we can find it in, Gen in, in Genesis 15. Yeah. Thanks, Brooke. Brooke knows. Genesis 15, verse 6, I think it is. Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Now, let's just skip through to chapter 17. When he was 99, um, this is the covenant I'll make with you. You were the father of multitude, um, changing your name. And I will confirm my covenant with you, and I'm going to give you this. And this is the covenant. This is the covenant that you and your descendants must keep. Then I'm going to give you a sign of this covenant. And each male must among you must be circumcised. All right. So Genesis 17:10, the sign of circumcision is given. Now, Paul does this amazing bit of maths and a bit of logic. He says, Genesis 15 is before Genesis 17. Wow. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. <laughs> no need to do any more for argument. I've proved it. See, to the, the, the Jew, you are made righteous when you get the act of circumcision. Mm. That's how your righteousness comes. Mm. It says Abraham was made righteous before circumcision was even around. Mm. He was made for That's so good. So he was made righteous by his faith. The circumcision came as a sign afterwards. He said... There's a, there's a lesson to be learned here, people. If you could be made righteous by circumcision, it would have happened the other way around. It would have, the circumcision would have come first, and then Abraham would have become righteous. But he said he was made righteous, then he was given circumcision. That's very much on purpose. It's an intentional thing that God did to show that, this, that all the law of Moses and all that part was a secondary thing that was not going to make you righteous because Abraham was already made righteous. Mm. Okay, so what was the purpose? We can't go in there. I'll get dive. I'll dive in there. The, the law was given for other reasons than that, but it was. But the key thing is, it was in that time frame. It had a use by day. But there were things that God spoke. He spoke to Abraham, and then even while the, when even when the law was in effect, he was speaking to Jeremiah. Jeremiah thirty three was spoken whilst the law mm. was in effect. 
But he said there's a new covenant coming. I'm, I'm speak, speaking and I'm making vows and I'm making declaration. And um, we need to, this is the heart of God. This is what he's designed. I, I, I encourage you to go back and read Genesis 12 and just meditate on it. Just think about it. And that, not, not as, ah, oh, this is really interesting what he said to Abraham. He actually said, this is what he said to me. Through the seed in Jesus, because I'm now in Jesus, and so these, the 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 inheritance that was given to Abraham is actually my inheritance because mm. I'm I'm in Christ. It's 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 this is mine. I meditate on this and um, and I think about this, and um, I go back to Jeremiah 33 and just read about. He's put this in my heart and I say, Lord, you really really this is really important to you that this is a relational thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That it's, it's, I'm more, Lord, I don't want to do anything out of like, you know, I'm, I'm just doing it. I want to be really close to you. I yeah. want this to be flowing from me. I want, the, I want the life of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I want to be, you know, totally yielded to you and allowing you to work through. That's what God viewed mm. for the covenant. A new covenant people are people filled with the Holy Spirit, ministering and living their lives with that flowing from the inside mm. out. Um, and, being a blessing wherever they go. Yeah. Taking the blessing. So good. Taking, being, he said, I had this vision of blessing all the nations. Oh, now I'm fulfilling it through Josh. You are blessing this part of the nation. You are doing, you know, I'm through you. You are being a blessing. You mm. are in helping. And, and he said, Lord, what does it mean to be blessed? How does, what does it look like to be blessed? And he said, well, he said, okay, what, what I'll do for you is I'll show what it looks like in the old covenant, I'll give you some pictures of it, but just realize that what they have is just nothing compared with what you've got. So then he said, well, I'll tell you, in, 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 in the old covenant, if you obeyed the covenant, you would get into come into blessing. But if you, you know, failed the covenant, you, you would, the curses would come. That's why it was terrible because, you know, it was all based in, and, and ultimately everyone did fail it. That's what Paul, Paul recognized. It has something, you know what? doesn't matter what we do. We all end up in the curse side. Thank God for Jesus who became a curse for us and cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Do you know what I mean? So thank God for Jesus. But in the picture of it, there's a, a picture of the blessings that were designed for his people. And um, so you read Deuteronomy 28 and it says, blessed when you go out, blessed when you come in. Blessed here, blessed there, blessed, are you, blessed, blessed, blessed there. Mm. We're blessed. Mm. We're a blessed people. You know, when we... we um, um, Many years ago, I can't remember how, how long ago, we went to a puppy store to get a puppy for the family. And this is um, the story of a dog we called Minnie um, because she was a miniature schnauzer. So we just shortened it to Minnie. And um, we went in and we had to choose, you know, two or three. And we said, oh, what that one? It's like, you know, sort of, oh, yeah, perfect. So miniature schnauzer. And so we... Um, we're walking back to the car, and I'm holding this miniature schnauzer. And you know what I was doing? I was, I was saying, you are a blessed mm. dog. You have suddenly come into the realm of blessing. Mm. Because you are with us, you are blessed. Your livestock will be blessed. Yeah, because Deuteronomy 28 says all your livestock. So you're an animal. You're in our household. You are now blessed. You're going to do really well. You're going to be healthy and strong. You're blessed. You're in a good place. You're going to be well-fed and cared and loved for, but you're going to be blessed. This is not just a... A nice, I was speaking supernaturally. You have come into the blessing of Abraham mm. on this dog, <laughs> right? A few years later, our dog, um, 
developed a real stomach difficulty and it couldn't keep any food down and it just couldn't eat and it was vomiting. So we took it into the vet. They, they put it through you know, a system of detoxing sort of thing, feeding, uh, gradually start with water. After a few days, they said, you can come and collect your dog. We think it's fine. Whatever mm. was the problem has gone through. And so we bring the dog home. We give it a little bit of you know, water and stuff like that. And it's all fine. It's starting to look good. Family go out. I'm the only one at home. And the dog begins to behave sick again. And um, I take it outside and it begins to vomit. And um, so I ring the vet. Uh, you know, They said, well, listen, it's not a problem as long as the vomit is like clear, light fluid. Because we hadn't given any food, so there shouldn't be any color, shouldn't be any dark food in there, because it was just sort of on water and stuff, and it's like dark brown vomit. I go, what happened? Because otherwise, I said, otherwise it's bleeding internally. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Thank you. But you know what? This is when this circumstance comes under the covenant blessing that yeah. that we have. That's we are so we good. are we are blessed. Mm. We are the, the 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 blessing of Abraham is ours to enforce and to live. And you are a blessed dog because you've come into our household and there's the blessing. We are the fulfillment of what God is sp spoke to Abraham. We are bringing that into our lives. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm walking the blessing. I'm being a blessing. Well, you're going to be a blessed dog. Yeah. You're a blessed dog. Yeah. And you're a blessed dog. And I remember a couple of things happened in that time Very, because uh, all the family were out. So I'm standing at the backyard of the property we're in, Doncaster East. It was just a small yard. It was you know only, only about maybe 10 meters or 8 meters that way, but it was about 20 meters wide, this back, little backyard. So I'm standing there. First thing I heard the Holy Spirit say is, don't speak in English. You can't trust what you'll say. And that was true. I was so despondent. Mm. And uh, now, I always thought the Holy Spirit was giving me help. He was actually, he was actually admonishing me. Mm. I should have been able to speak in English. He wants us to be able to speak in English. He does not want me under a crisis just to have to speak in tongues. He wants me to be able to speak and declare. But I was not at that place, and I would have said stuff that would have just been uncovenant talk. Mm. I would have spoken as if there was no covenant. Yeah. I would have spoken as if God had not brought me into the blessing of covenant. I would have spoken as if I was just a, a Gentile by myself. I would have spoken as if I was a man outside under my own direction, under my own skill, and under, or, or even back in the Mosaic covenant where I'm trying my hardest and I can't get it to happen, and now I've got the curse upon me because, you know, no, that's not who I am. So I don't want to speak like that. I need to speak according to what God says. So I begin to speak in tongues, and mm. I'm speaking in tongues. And, speak, and as I'm speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit's able to pray through me, and he's speaking covenant. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, he's speaking according to the covenant. So I'm, that's at least good. But I don't know what he's saying, and that's bad. I, you know, you want to be able to, you know, that's why, you know, you actually ask, Lord, what are you saying? So I can get in agreement with it. Mm. And as I'm praying, this thought comes to me. says, if your dog was well, you know, if many was well, what would you do? I said, well, I always stand just outside the back door. I have this game. I grab a tennis ball and I would always throw it down the end of the yard and Minnie would take off running, grab the ball, come back, and then we play the game of, you know, do you really want the ball? You know. <laughs> She wasn't that obedient that she just dropped the ball. You know, I have to get the ball and do it again. You know what I mean? She said, I love this game, but... Maybe I'll just keep the ball this time, you know. <laughs> All right. But she would, that was our game. Yeah. That was our, you know, that, were, our, that was what we did. And she was weak. She was frail. And I honestly thought if I made her run, she could kill over. Mm. She was not, she was not, she hadn't been eaten for three days and now she's vomiting, mm. you know, dark brown vomit. And she's, you know, shaky and, and, the, and this thought came to me. Well, it was the Holy Spirit thought. Now, 
don't you can't echo this you can't just do it because you get the, you know i'll do what he did okay what you got to do is get the covenant concept in you you got to pray and you got to speak the holy spirit you've got to be spirit led you got and then the holy spirit's got to give you something to do and i just had this thought what would you do if your dog was well i said well i would throw the ball and there was silence like well so i picked up the ball and i said minnie fetch and i threw it mm. and she took off running grabbed the ball by the time she came back she was fully healed oh that's amazing it's full of energy mm. able to eat and lived a very long life that's like she looked she lived way longer than a, a small dog should mm. a year I don't know, how old was she she's about 20 you know like she, she in, in human years that's, that's a, a long, time. long time for a little dog and um because the blessing she was blessed because she was blessed. Because she was blessed. blessed. Because we're blessed, mm. and we were able, and I we we're able to take that blessing yeah. and administer that blessing and live in that blessing and be a blessing. We are to be a blessing wherever mm. we go. Whatever God is giving us is so that we can overflow and live this out. Mm. That's the, and you say, well, that's on top of the covenant. No, that, that's what he spoke. That mm. is the covenant. He, it's the covenant promise. He, he didn't withhold his son, so he's now not going to withhold anything else that's right yeah it's like because like yeah uh, i don't yeah people say oh deuteronomy 28 that's under the old covenant yeah well it was technically inside the mosaic covenant mm. but what god was doing was revealing in there his idea and what his heart was in his plan mm. what the mosaic covenant couldn't do was fulfill it yeah but he said i had that sorted that's why i would speak it that's why he spoke blessings and he, he did it inside there to show what his heart was and show what his desire was and and um book of hebrews says he has now given us a better covenant based on better promises mm. <laughs> every anything that was in deuteronomy 28 well we've got better mm. it's even got better because this is not external this is now working from inside mm. it's better promises so, so um you, yeah meditate on deuteronomy 28 on the on the you know the first part of the blessings because that's what god has designed and, and and created us to enjoy in this new covenant and this is go and read Genesis 12 and, and listen to the blessing. Go and read Genesis 17, especially the first part, and, and where it talks about, you know, you're going to be fruitful and, and I'm going to cause you to be multiple. Yeah, that's his heart. You know, mm. when he spoke to Jacob, he said, I'm going to bring fruitfulness to you. When he spoke, uh, I'm, I'm meditating, I'm, you know, been thinking a little bit, you know, um, at the end of Genesis 49, I think, Gen Genesis 49, um, he's, um, Jacob spoke a blessing over all his sons. Mm. I'm, lis I'm listening to those blessings because it's, it's, it's giving the heart of the blessing. Deuteronomy 33, Moses spoke a blessing over each of the tribes. I'm looking at those blessings because that, you say, well, that's old covenant. No, 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 no. The, the blessing part is established yeah, before that. Before. That's the covenant that God that's wanted so to establish. Um, it, it, it might, um, and he just, and in the middle of all that, he gave us all these samples and these pictures of the type of thing that he wants us to be, mm. to be living and to be fruitful in. All right, so that's um, that's what I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to share anymore because there's more that could be shared, but not on the law. Yeah, yeah, we don't. We, so we haven't even um, uh, we we don't cover the law. Wanna, anyway, there's lots we could cover. Um, come back next week, and we we will build this and mm. see what God is wanting to do. I, I want to actually look at uh, some of those specific blessings and promises and provisions mm. that are being made I think in, the, awesome. in the covenant and. Um, so as we can move towards it. But what I wanted to do, first of all, you need to get the foundation for where this blessing and where it starts, how, how it works. And, the, and, and you've got to say, well, I've got to get in that 
system of where God has made those vows. And then, then we say, now, God, what have you spoken into this life? Mm. What, is, what is the normal life for mm. me in this covenant? What, is it, what does it look like to live out the covenant, live yeah. in the covenant? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a covenant. Every, everything you do, God says, well, do it in light of that. Um, all right. So, Josh, can you pray for us? And, and then we'll, we'll, we'll close this off. Father God, we, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this covenant, this new covenant that is in your blood, that you did not withhold your son, and so now you withhold nothing from us, that we are blessed. We are blessed to be a blessing. And that is what, that is what you wanted to do for us. That's what you want us to live in that way, to walk in that blessing. We, that we can expect that, not presume upon it, but that we are blessed because we, we have faith in Jesus Christ. And so we thank you, Father, as we have that as we have learnt about it, and as we will learn to walk in that, Father. We are excited to walk in that blessing, because that is how you've designed it. That's how you've made it to be. And so we are excited to to walk in that, Father. And we just bless this time. We thank you for what you're doing and what and the fruit that is going to bear from this. We give you glory in your name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you. And I'm just looking at some of the comments here. We've had people. Bad Mark and, and Kyra and, and, and my wife, Christine, she thought when I was talking about the remote control, I might have mm. been thinking about her. Oh, I wouldn't have been. It was, it was probably someone else I was thinking of. <laughs> Must have been. Must yeah, have someone, someone else. Did. I, I actually don't remember any of that, so it's no. nice. Um, but thank you. I, I love the fact that you're about to join us. I love the comments there that are, are feeding and that you're encouraging each other as we're listening. Look forward to joining you next week. Like I said, um, you can go back and watch. Um, previous messages mm. um, also encourage people to come and you can come and maybe make a group of you come and sit yeah. here and um, be enjoy great. it Brooke was here so thank you Brooke and thank you, Brooke. Um, next week we'll have the heaters running off a different circuit so that we can all be nice and warm and too. looking forward to um, also building upon this diagram here yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. tell you people look at this diagram it's amazing um, yeah yeah, if you look at it, there's this one part. It's got big cylinders. as Josh. <laughs> it all comes down to Josh. That's the only part that didn't get scribbled out. <laughs> all right, bless you, Josh. If you just want to go and press the um, the, the finish button there, so um, we can um, end this session. But thank you so much. Look forward to um, continuing to walk out the covenant with you. God bless you.